Joseph Reed Show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Joseph Reed Show right here on Apple Podcast, on SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. I appreciate you tuning in to the Joseph Reed Show. I am Joseph Reed, obviously. I have named a show after myself because obviously I think too highly of myself. (laughs) You know that's not true. I am so happy that you've decided to listen to the podcast today. And I know that this show is a little different than what you're used to. Many of you who listen to the show do not know my guest. But I wanted to introduce you to a good friend of mine named John Tucker. John is a Southern Gospel Music super fan. What I mean by that is he is a tremendous encourager to all of the artists. He promotes the music very heavily on social media. And he is always just finding ways to lift up the industry and bring attention to the industry, positive attention. And he has, over the years, made a lot of friends in the Southern Gospel music business with the artist. And all of us really appreciate John, his attitude, his personality, his humor. And I wanted you to meet John Tucker. Now, we were scheduled to go live on Facebook Monday, April 20th for our normal 8 p.m. For those of you who don't know, our show begins there on Mondays and Thursdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The Joseph Reed Show is live on Facebook at The Joseph Reed Show on Facebook. And then we take the show live. We use your comments because the show is fully interactive. We bring your comments into the show. You like it. You heart. You share. You laugh. And then when the show's over, it is converted to podcast form, which is what you're listening to now. We were not able to go live on Facebook with John Tucker because we were having streaming difficulties. Currently, I am in Mississippi, and the location where I'm at, I was having issues with getting enough streaming signal to be able to go live on Facebook without dropping frames, for those of you who know what that means. I just could not successfully stream on Facebook with my streaming software. The signal was not good enough. There's been a lot of storms here. And it was difficult. So we were not able to go live with John, but we were able to record the show with John. And so that's what you're going to be listening to today. And I appreciate you taking time to do that. It means a lot. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast. Go to the Apple Podcast app. Click subscribe when you search for The Joseph Reed Show. When you subscribe... Whenever a new show drops, you'll be the first to know, and I appreciate you doing that. Also, I'd encourage you, please, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcast of our show, and that helps us a lot as far as gaining visibility on Apple Podcast. We started this show in 2014 and took a hiatus for a while. My wife, Brandy, uh, went through cancer, and we've had a difficult couple of years. But in the history of the show, we are proud to have had over a quarter of a million downloads since its inception. 
And we appreciate all of you so much. It means a lot to us. So in order to, as we are stepping back into the show this year, 2020, you bringing visibility to the show is very important. So leave that five-star review on Apple Podcast, and we appreciate you so much. Well, let's go to my interview with my friend and Southern Gospel fan, John Tucker. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here. We, we've tried to go live. John Tucker is with me. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Man, we've tried to go live, and it's not cooperating because I'm in the, the state of Mississippi, and obviously the COVID-19 is so thick here that the Internet's not working. <laughs> that was a good one so that's how bad it is i know our connection is uh is a little difficult so thanks to everyone for being patient so you're going to see this in delay but i am with john tucker i met john now i called john in my poster i called him a super fan and what i mean by that is Actually, the singing news years and years ago, probably in the 80s, maybe in the 90s, used to have a super fan award, which uh, was really people who were big encouragers of the industry, people who were supportive of the industry, uh, who, uh, who just made a difference. And that's why I call John a super fan. That's why I consider John a super fan, because he's an encourager. He's uh, always promoting He's hitting Facebook up, letting people know when groups are going to be nearby, and he's telling people uh, the the ballots to vote for the the Singing News Fan Awards. John, that's pretty serious, man. You're a big fan. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for those kind words. Um, I appreciate them. So tell me, what what started your love for Southern Gospel music? Well, my dad died when I was about five years old, and right after my dad died, uh, my mom took me to see the Blackwood Brothers. My my mom and a friend of hers took me to see the Blackwood Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I was in awe, this was like 1977. Mm-hmm. I was in awe of Ken Turner. Ken Turner basically had my attention from like the like from the start. And especially when he did When the Saints Go Marching In, basically, I'm, I'm a seven-year-old kid. I'm in heaven. I am like going, I want to be like Ken Turner. I really want to be like Ken Turner. And so... From that point on, every every concert that came to town, basically we were there. Yeah, we were we were there. We were like you know in the arena and stuff like that. We were like you know I've been a Southern Gospel music fan ever since. Were you were you raised in church, John? I was. Um, three days after I was born, my dad was Deacon of the Week. Everybody at my church knew who I was because my dad held me up in front of the whole church. When she, when he was Deacon of the Week that one Sunday, I was born. I, I, it was two days later, actually. So, so, so Deacon of the Week, you were three days old. See, your birth, just your birth brought excellence, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> no one's ever said that to me before, but thank you. I appreciate that. Now you have a lot of changes in the Southern Gospel music industry since you were a fan. Because you you started you started as a fan so young, can you think of any groups that were your favorites that are not touring anymore? Yeah, um, Mended Wings is one. Um, you know, I was a big fan of the Dixie Echoes back in the day. That was my second concert I saw. 
I was a fan of everybody on the gospel singing Jubilee. Yeah. I was a fan of the Florida Boys. I was a fan of the Hensons. I was a fan of the Dixie Echoes. I was a fan of the Inspirations. Um, but another group that basically is from not that time that's not touring now is Mended Wings. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of them. Uh, I have. But they were like really, really good. And like I was really, really good friends with them. Hmm. Yeah, I loved Mended Wings. They had a great sound. And you know, the uh, the unfortunate thing with the industry is it is unpredictable. And sometimes ministries shift and personnel changes. A lot of variables can make a group just come off the road. So many have. What does uh, what was your emotions when you found out that the McGamies were going to retire and they retired this past year? I was I was pretty sad, just like everybody else. Um, I was like, you know, wow, um, I'm not going to be able to see the McGamies at the convention anymore, and you know they won't be coming to town anymore. And you know, it's like the Tallies are going through the same thing right now too. It's mm. like you know, all these groups are retiring and stuff like that. And I feel like you know I'm losing a, a piece of my when I was a, in, in high school. Yeah, you know, because I grew up listening to the Tallies, listening to the McCamies, and listening to all these people, and they're getting ready to retire, and like you know, I'm kind of at a loss. I know, I know. I was like this. Do you remember when the Kingsmen kind of turned into the Carolina Boys because there were some issues with the name change, and you 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 had that weird feeling that the Kingsmen might not be anymore? Do you remember that? I do. That was different. Thankfully, that turned around, and they got all of the necessary uh, paperwork and I, I guess all the legality straightened out that they had to in order to make that happen what kind of got me watching you actually there's a friend of mine her name is carol mckeithen and carol was sharing had shared a video of you and this had probably had to be a couple of years ago and I feel like you were doing some kind of song and dance, and I, <laughs> I looked at that and I thought, this guy. I Linda, thought Linda's freaking out already. Linda, Linda's freaking out already. Uh, Linda is your wife there. She's freaking out. But you were doing some kind of song and dance, and and I remember saying, I thought this guy is funny. This guy got my attention. And so I kind of, uh, it was kind of out of sight, out of mind. And then I started seeing your videos pop up and other artists would share your videos and would talk to you. And then I started seeing videos posted of you singing with other artists. So you built really good relationships with so many people in the Southern gospel music industry, which I think is really, really cool. When did, uh, when did all that kind of catch on? Did that start younger or more recent years? Wow. Um, well, I started going to NQC back in 1998, mm -hmm. and like uh, 98 was my first year going to NQC, and I just started talking to artists. I just, you know, talked to like everybody, right. and you know, especially I hung out with my favorite artists, my favorite people, and like the more, you know, everybody talks to their favorite artists and their favorite people, and I don't, I didn't think that groups remembered me from year to year, and then I'm starting to figure out that they did, and I'm like blown away, and then when they come to town. You know, hey, man, we're getting ready to come to town. Are you going to be there? And I'm going, yeah, I'll be there, sure. You know, and it's like, I I guess that really started. I, I've always been kind of a fan, but, like, getting to know the artists, that kind of started in 1998-ish. Hmm. Man, that's been a long time. Because that's, that's 20, what, 22 years? 22 years. My goodness gracious. And Linda's only 25. How'd that happen? <laughs> 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 uh, 
just saying thank you so much. Oh my goodness! <laughs> just saying thank you. <laughs> but uh, I think that's. Oh, I'm not going there. And you know, I I'm think. Not <laughs> I think it's really cool how that you've built a rapport with the artist, and that how you've built relationships with them. And don't you think? I think that Southern gospel music is probably one of the uh, the Southern gospel artists are the most approachable artist when it comes to the music industry. Do you agree? Yes, sir. I, I couldn't agree more. I love when they take time. They come to, you know, if you go to a country show or, or any type of other event, the artist is not there unless they're doing a meet and greet before the show. And so it's Southern Gospel has always been that, where you can go to the record table or to the merch table, and you can say hello to everyone. And I think that's cool. That speaks a lot of the industry as it is. Now, somehow along the way, you became a pretty good friends with Joseph Habedank. Tell me about that. Yes, sir. Um, 2004, he was with the He had uh, was been with the Perrys for a while. And um, I had not seen the Perrys in like a long time. Mm -hmm. And like I was a big, big, big fan of the Perrys, but I had not seen them for a while. And like, uh, I went to the table, and the first CD I got that year was Bob Look. And then, uh, you know, I, you know, I got Lauren Harris, you know, Dr. Lauren Harris, and they're sitting here going, do you want to sign your CD? And I'm going, sure. And then it's like, you know, I'm sitting here going, thank you guys, I appreciate it, or like, whatever. And then a little while later, Joe, Justin Habedank, is working down, walking down the exhibit area, and he's going, man, you're funny. And I'm going, I'm funny, okay. <laughs> I appreciate that, thank you. Um, you know, and he's going, you have a good time, and I'm going, I can't look at you guys think. From there, we just, you know, I talked to him every time he was in town. Um, I talked to him when he was at Perry's. I talked to him every year when he was at NTC. I lived at the Perry's table just about every time when Joe was with them. I lived at the Perry's table. I went out to eat with Joe and his family, like, every single year at NTC. You know, and, like, from there, that's kind of how everything started with me and Joseph Sabaday. It's really cool because it turned into uh, Joseph... Uh, asking you to be a part of his wedding. That blew me away. That, that I mean, totally I mean, John, John, that is when someone invites you to be a part of their wedding. That is the most personable, personal, friendly thing that someone can really do. It's very touching. Right, and I was like blown away. And ten years later, I still can't believe any of that happened. And that happened actually on the day of my fortieth birthday. Oh. So, I mean, it was like, you know, we we had this big thing at, um, uh, well, okay, yeah, the rehearsal dinner. And then I'm trying to think where the where rehearsal dinner was, but right off the top of my head, I can't think of the name of it. Um, Texas Roadhouse, I think. And he was, like, doing his little speech, and then he's going, and then there was another, like, celebration going on tomorrow. And then they, like, totally surprised me. They gave me a cake, and they sang to me, and they made me give a speech and stuff like that one of the most like mind-blowing things that's ever happened to me. That's very cool. And I think that your personality has a lot to do with that. It, it really, it's a gift to be able to make people feel good, to make people have a good time, to make people happy. And you know, there's just not enough of that, especially around these times. And you and I met officially uh, this past NQC, I believe it was, I want to say Tuesday or Wednesday night. I was there with Carmen because I work for Carmen World Outreach. And 
Carmen was had a meet and greet going on, and John, I saw you doing a video with with uh, Tiffany Irwin, right, or Katie Irwin? Katie Irwin. Yeah, I don't know why I said Tiffany we gotta, there. We got to get her name right. <laughs> we got to get her name right. She will never hurt. She will never let us hear the end of it. If we don't get her name right. I don't know why I said Tiffany Irwin. I have no idea. Uh, but Kate, she is so precious, man. I love her. She's awesome. And she done. She actually done some hosting, not this past year, but year before at NQC. Did you catch any of that? She done some MC work. I saw that. I saw that. And the Ball Brothers were from Chick-fil-A, Georgia. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm never going to let her forget that. <laughs> oh, that's great. So you didn't you and Katie do a series of videos last year at NQC? You've done several, like one and a night? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. You've done like one every night, right? We did we did one a night, and it was not my idea. <laughs> she, she wanted to do a video every night, so we did a video every night. So. Do you have a a few favorites you can throw out? I know this is always a tough question to ask. Yes, sir. The Ball Brothers. I got to get them out there right off the bat because one one time when I was asked this question, I totally forgot them. <laughs> oh, I got to get them out there now. Uh, the Ball Brothers, Dustin Habedank, uh, the Perrys, John Epley and Greater Vision, uh, the Down East Boys, the Inspirations, uh, I love how you it. said John Epley and Greater Vision. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we all know who the real boss is. Man, talk about a uh, uh, talk about an incredible singer. John was was a bass singer. Sang bass for the Inspirations. Sang for the Lefevers, and now he's singing baritone for Greater Vision. Very versatile artist, John is. Yes, sir. And one love of the nicest. Too. People I've ever met in the business. I I could not agree more. You have a lot of admiration for these artists, and I know that you're a big fan of the music. You're a promoter on Facebook of the music. We had Louisville, Kentucky, before Pigeon Forge, as far as NQC is concerned. Did you ever go to NQC when it was in Nashville? I did one year, 1993. Okay, they were right before it left. Right, and um, I was like in like college and stuff like that around like 19, like 92ish, 90ish, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I had never been to NQC, but I always wanted to go. So 1993, I kind of made the decision. You know what? I'm just going to go to NQC. Had the time of my life, great time, loved every second of it, just like I do every year. So. And Nashville was really cool. Do you have a favorite venue between Nashville, Louisville, or Pigeon Forge? Well, I got to say Pigeon Forge for one reason, because we got married there. Oh, yeah. Really? We got married the first year that NQC was at Pigeon Forge. Oh, my goodness. And I was there that yeah. year. Was that 2014? 2014. Or okay, 2014. I was there that year. I was very impressed by... NQC and their transition to that because I, I know there were some kinks the first year, but they've uh, they've really gone a long way to make it excellent. And one thing that I like, and you'll probably agree with, is the fact that Pigeon Forge is vacation friendly anyway. There's just so many food options, so many things that you can do during the you know when when the NQC is not going on. So many places to stay. 
it's a really cool place. You know, Louisville didn't have that. You had to drive and find a steak and shake or try to find a Waffle House somewhere. <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of options there, which is why I like it. Right. You like uh, Paula Deen's? I love Paula Deen's. <laughs> we try to go to Paula Deen's once a year. Ah, uh, man. Every time I eat there, I can hear myself getting fatter. <laughs> oh come on, man! Not, uh, I mean, it's it's like really good, and you know we that's a, that's a once a year trip for us, and stuff like that. We don't get to go there that often. We usually get to go there about once a year. So you take your vacation and go to the NQC? Is that what you do? Sure. Yes, sir. Every year. And you and Linda got married in 2014. Where did you meet Linda, your wife? Uh, I met Linda on um, a dating um, site actually very cool i love those stories yeah um i I was like trying to talk to her trying to talk to her trying to talk to her and she wouldn't have anything to do with me (laughs) well what changed her mind well her mom had just passed away and Mm. then i'm sitting here going okay if you still want to talk to me that's great if not that's fine but i just want you to know that i'm praying for you and i'm sorry for the loss of your mom from there, we just started talking and stuff like that, and it just like blossomed from there. Wow! And isn't it isn't it interesting? I know that uh, you both have had a lot of a lot of emotions over the past several years of of losing parents, and it's something how that you guys came together and are able to help help each other through those difficult times, and I think that's powerful. And both of you work in a an assisted living community which i think is amazing and i'm very very proud of what you guys do you guys are very essential you're going to work every day right nothing's changed for you through the pandemic not not much has changed um i mean the the only thing that's big the big thing that's changed for me personally is i used to have lunch with linda like when she worked the doubles Mm -hmm. i can't do that anymore because i can't go into the building unless i'm working my shift Oh. Other than that, really nothing has changed. Still working, working hard down there, yes, making sir. sure everybody, and I love how you post, you'll say, I'm getting ready to go be a blessing to the residents, and I love how you look at that. It's not just a job to you, is it? No, sir, uh, especially not at the gardens at Barry Road because my mom was there for three years. Hmm. So I'm working in the same place that my mom was at for three years and Linda's working in the same section my mom was at for three years. Wow. You know. And so, that, I mean, so it means you know, a lot to you. Working there is uh, not just a job, but you, you kind of want to help help take care help take care of the people through your job. So that's pretty powerful. And it's good to have a job where you can do that, right? Right. That you're passionate I'm quick, about. I'm very quick to point out, though, that, I mean, I just do the laundry. Now, there are people who, like the nurses, are, have the power to save lives. And, mm-hmm. like, the nurses are, like, the real honest-to-God heroes. I am just the guy who does laundry and looks at, you know, should, should any of the residents want to talk in the middle of the night, I help them. Should anybody be lost in the middle of the night, I help them and stuff like that and everything. I take out the trash for the nurses. I do the water pictures for the nurses and stuff like that. The nurses are the, like, true honest-to-God heroes. I agree with you. I, th- I think you're right. And I also think that if you were to ask the nurses, they would say that, People like you help make their job a lot better, a lot easier, and a lot more worthwhile because of the things you do. You seem like a hard worker, man. Has that always been the case? 
Uh, yes, sir. I have always tried to work hard. I have always like really, really tried hard to work for a living and stuff like that. I've been a housekeeper. I've been a janitor. I've been a laundry person. I've been a little bit of everything. So. You know, I've been all of those too. Uh, I worked at a YMCA doing uh, the laundry there. I used to go in at 5 a.m. Oh, I hated it, John, because I didn't like getting up, brother. That early. <laughs> I know, know the feeling. I know the feeling. I man. would get up at uh, to be in at five o'clock, and and I would take care of all the towels and linens. And uh, I've also done janitorial work. I've done done. We've got a lot of things in common. What was your first job? My first job was Popeye's Chicken. I was a dishwasher. Oh, Popeye's Chicken! Shut up! Oh yeah. I was I was a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what's your favorite chicken? Pop, you got Popeyes, KFC, Bojangles. We don't have Bojangles here in Kansas City, but but KFC would have to be my favorite. Uh, you know, it really is because you that original recipe or the crispy, either one, the best of both worlds. It's really good, really good. Uh, and, I, and you just mentioned Kansas City, which I haven't mentioned to anyone watching that doesn't know you. Is uh, that's is that was that where you were born and raised, John? Kansas City. So are you a Chiefs fan? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm really, really big into sports. I'm really, really big into football and baseball and basketball and hockey and just, you know, just, just about all the major sports, college football, you name it. And sometimes you give honorable mention to the Titans and the Predators. I hear you mention them every once yes, in a while. Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I was kind of not the most popular person in the world when the ASC championship game was in town. <laughs> That's right. I love that. What Do you think there are any differences between the Southern Gospel music between, you know, whenever you first heard it in the 80s to now? Um. I'm a more of a fan of the classic uh, Southern gospel. I love today's stuff, but I'm more of a fan of like the stuff that I grew up in. Yeah, me too. Because you had you've got the cathedrals, you know the the Kingsman. We're we're close to the same age, right, John? You're younger than me, I suspect. I'm 46. I'm gonna turn 50 in about two months. Uh, month. Oh man. Okay. So you you got a couple years on me. I wouldn't have guessed that. Do you think in 20 years that the, the industry will still be as strong as it is today? I can only hope. I, I honestly cannot answer that question, but the only thing I, I can say is I can only hope. Yeah, me too. Me too. Give me some, tell me some of your favorite songs, John. Um, still, Greater Vision. Um, That's I a good smile about brothers. Um, there ain't none of that here, Joseph Habedank. Um, I rest my case with the Cross Perrys. Oh, I could yeah. go on all night. <laughs> Lauren Harris is one of the best of all time, isn't he? Yes, sir. Lauren Harris is, is, is amazing. I love Lauren Harris. Lauren and I were both raised in East Tennessee. And so Lauren and I were singing, goodness, we were singing at Saturday night singings in our, lo in our region together uh, when we were teenagers. He was with his family group, the Harris family. Then he was with the Miracles. I was with uh, a group called Revelation and then was later with a family group called Chosen Generation. And we we done a lot of dates with Lauren when he was with regional groups. And I remember when he got his first job, uh, his first full-time national job with the Wilburns, him and Ricky Atkinson, my goodness, them's two crazies right there.
<laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I ain't got a lick of sense. I miss the Wilburns. I do. Are there any other events you go to other than NQC through the year? Well, we try to go to concerts. Uh, we try to go to as like many concerts as we can when our favorite groups come to town. Mm-hmm. When John Epley and Greta Vision come to town, we don't miss John Epley and Greta Vision when they come to town. <laughs> when the Ball Brothers come to town, we don't miss when the Ball Brothers come to town. When the Down East Boys come to town, we don't miss it when the Down East Boys come to town. Those are just some of the groups that we basically make time to. When we find out they're coming to town, we figure out we're taking the night off. I think what it, what is very encouraging with people like you, John, when things are difficult, when times are tough, and we're going through some tough times with this pandemic right now, and Lord knows that we all go through various phases in our life when things uh Things are difficult, loss, sickness, but it's always good whenever you can know people like John Tucker that's uh, inspiring, positive, encouraging, one who loves God and loves family. So it's very refreshing, John, for people like me. kind of keeps me grounded and down to earth to have friends like you because you, you're, you're an inspiration, very encouraging. I just want you to know I appreciate that. I'm not trying to blow your head up, but I really mean no, 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 no. Um, that's I'm 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 so humbled by what you just said. All I've got to say is thank you. I appreciate it. So absolutely. And I I just try to be encouraging to everybody because you know I know that like everybody is a little bit more down and a little more in a bad mood like lately, and I'm just trying to try to you know cheer people up and make everybody have a, at least a better day, if not a. You know, if I can make somebody have a better day than the day they're having, I've done one thing good in my life in my day. Amen to that. So you and Linda, have you had your sixth anniversary yet, or is it coming up? It's coming up in September the 26th. We will celebrate six years. Okay, so you actually got married during NQC. We did Friday NQC 2014. Wow. That's pretty cool. Was Linda always a fan of the music, or did you bring her in? I brought her in. Ah, very good. You knew what you was doing, brother. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Um. <laughs> I love how you call her your smoking hot wife. I love that because I do the it's same, true. man. A lot, a lot of people notice that. You I know, appreciate that. And, and I think I think that speaks highly of you. Uh, obviously, John, you're on Facebook. John Tucker. It's J-O-N Tucker. Yes, sir. There ain't no H in that name, bro. No, sir. (laughs) Is that your real name, John, J-O-N? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. John Tucker. And so we got J-T and J-R right here, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yes, sir. Man, it was so good having John Tucker on the show. What a great man, a great friend. It was good to get a glimpse into the mind of such a great fan of Southern Gospel music. Thanks for listening to the show today, and tune in next time for The Joseph Reed Show. Mm -hmm.